0: This is my body, given up for you. This is my blood, shed for love of you. The soldier on the battlefield, a man and his wife, a mother giving nourishment to her child, We have countless echoes of those beautiful words, this is my body, this is my blood, given for you, in any act of self-sacrificial love. And so we see all around us, in any experience we've ever had of love, we hear an echo of those words. This is me giving myself to you. Any time that we have witnessed love, experienced it ourselves, we have seen a small glimpse of what the Lord did for us on this blessed night. You see, the love of Christ for us is like this precious gem, this blood-red ruby that we look at and we're able to see refractions of it. How it catches the the light in different ways and shines upon those experiences of love we've had in our hearts, in our lives, and we're able to see just a tiny bit of how much God loves us. It's the most beautiful thing. The fact that instead of bulldozing over our problems and just taking them away, kind of impersonally fixing our lives from above, he enters into every single step that we take. Every single experience that we have, he says, I'm coming in person. I don't want to help you from afar with divine decree. I want to be in communion with you. I don't want to just take away whatever is difficult. I want to make you strong enough to be able to bear the difficulties. And he does that by his presence. It's the most incredible thing that we celebrate tonight. We see self sacrifice on display. Of course, we see that in the lives of the saints too. This is a very special year. For my family, I don't know if I've shared this with many of you, but my great-grandfather's cousin is being beatified on September 10th. Because she, Victoria Nyemtrak, grew up just two towns over from where my dad was born. She married a man named Yusef Ulma. And they had this beautiful Catholic marriage, open to life, had six children, and she was pregnant with the seventh when they were all martyred. Now, how were they martyred? They were what's called martyrs of love. They weren't martyrs for the faith in the sense that someone put a gun to their head and said, uh, deny Jesus or we take your life. Instead, they lived out love in a self-sacrificial way to the point of giving their lives rather than betraying their neighbor. What had happened is Of course, that tragedy that was the Shoah, the Holocaust. In that time when the Nazis invaded neighboring countries and started persecuting our Jewish brothers and sisters, some were able to flee, but not all. Well, two families were able to find refuge in the Ulma household. Now, why is this so important for us? Sometimes we can look at Christ's sacrifice and we can say, yeah, that's great that he did that, but I can't do that. My life is too difficult as it is. I'm too busy. I'm spread too thin. Imagine a family with six little ones awaiting their seventh. And then they bring into their home two Jewish families. They hid them for two years. For two years, they were able to keep safe the lives of their brothers and sisters. What does that mean? That means that the whole family was in on it. That means that from the littlest little one to the oldest of the kids, the couple, all of them were in lockstep saying, we need to love like Jesus has loved us. He gave his life for us, so we need to be willing to give our lives for each other. That's a family of faith. That's a family that has been able to experience the love of God so much that they cannot think but have that love for others. And so, sadly, as happened for so many who did heroic things like that, they were eventually found out. The two Jewish families were massacred. And then the Ulma family were killed one by one by one. And if it weren't for Jesus' beautiful self-sacrifice, if it weren't for the Paschal mystery that we celebrate of his giving of his own life, but then his rising and showing us eternal life, this story would be a tragedy. But instead, it's a story of great victory because it is a story of great love. How they were able to sacrifice their lives, looking at Christ who sacrificed his for us, having hope for life eternal and now being raised to the altars of the church as blessed, A beautiful thing. This will be the first unborn child ever to be beatified. It will be that child that Victoria carried in her womb the day that she gave her life. You see... What happens at this altar every Mass, it's not just for us to look at and be impressed, it's for us to internalize, for us to say, Lord, if you love me so much, how can I not love those that you've sent me? I know they're annoying, I know that I'm busy, I know that it's difficult, I know that I feel like my wit's at its end, but Lord, I've received love, so now I can live love. Now, hearing this, we might think, Oh no, I'm so far from that. No, you're so close to it. You might think, "Oh yeah, from my own power I can't do that." Yes, bingo. You got it. You can't. But that's why the Lord gives us himself as that nourishment that he need that we need. More heroic than the soldier's sacrifice on the battlefield where he says, "I shed my blood for you." More tender than the mother who gives of her body to her children. More passionate and intimate than a man and wife who give themselves to each other is the Lord who says, I know your problems, I know your flaws, I know your weakness, and I still want to be one with you because I want to make you capable of loving as I love. He gives us the love with which he calls us to love. And today we celebrate that fact. Today we receive love incarnate on our lips. So then we can live love in our lives. And so we celebrate that first Eucharist. But you know what else we celebrate? The thing that gives my life meaning. Today we celebrate also that God has called imperfect men to serve as his priests, as other Christ's to be able to live out the love of Christ across the centuries and in every corner of the globe. I was told once, you shouldn't tell your parishioners you love them so much. right? It's unprofessional. It's just unbecoming of a priest. I respectfully disagree. Because the greatest joy of my life is that I get to live in communion with love himself, Jesus. I I get to experience his love in such a deep and beautiful and intimate and personal way. But then the greatest honor is that I get to then give that love through this calling. Each of us get to do it in our vocations, but only if we look at it that way. If we realize that through our baptism, we've been conformed to Christ in order to love as he does. And what, what is it that he said to his apostles that fateful night? It says in the gospel. That loving his own. He loved them to the end. He loved his own in the world and he loved them to the end. Friends. Whatever the Lord's called you to. That's where he wants to love you. And that's where he wants to teach you to love. Whether it be in a heroic self-sacrifice, this incredible openness to whatever life gives you to uh, nourish and to preserve, like the Ulma family. Whether it's just the unspectacular loving your spouse in his or her annoyances. Or whether he's calling you to that beautiful life of love that is to be a religious sister or a religious brother. Or if he's calling you to be another Christ as a priest. He wants all of us to be able to become the love that we receive in the Eucharist. We thank him for that. We thank him so much that he is still willing to work through very broken men to give us that Eucharist. We pray today at this Mass, not only that we may receive him with an ever greater gratitude and joy, but we also pray for priests. We pray for all of the priests we've ever encountered. We pray for those who gave First Holy Communion to our great, 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 great grandfather. We pray for whoever was the priest that baptized our parents. We pray for whoever was that priest that maybe gave us that counsel that we needed at a moment when we needed it most. We pray for the priests that are in crisis. We pray for the priests that maybe have hurt us. We pray for wherever they are acting like Judas when the Lord calls them to be Peter and come back. We pray for our priests Because we recognize that through their hands we receive the Lord himself. We receive the capacity to love as God loves. And So with that in mind, I want to say very clearly, I love you all very much. And I love you with the love of Christ. He who has called me to this blessed vocation, so that it may be a life of self-sacrifice. And I thank you for the love that you have, for the ways that you show it in your vocation so beautifully, and focusing on that love of Christ who came to serve and not to be served. We ask for the the growth in our own souls and in our own lives to be true servants of each other, to always want to love each other with that divine love that we receive at the altar at every Mass.